Good evening, this is Mandy Bellings with KSOM and KS95 News. The Xara EHK School Board discussed renovation contract with Envision Architecture at their meeting Tuesday evening. Superintendent Trevor Miller. Uh, we're looking at doing possibly some updates to the Elkhorn building where our middle school wings currently of uh, the 1970s wide open, no walls, no really doors um, version. So uh, we've had them in do some estimates on that. So it allows us to move forward. Um, we're, we might look at a secured entrance and also some updates to the Xara building as well. So it's kind of in the part right now where they're designing and giving us cost estimates to see what we can and can't do. So it allows us to move forward. And, you know, we're really hoping that we can do some, you know, updates uh, to the buildings. The school board also approved a request for allowable growth for LEP, allowable costs of $2,540.88. The board approved the first reading of a policy regarding the discipline of students who make threats of violence or cause incidents of violence. And the board approved the resignation of Associate Stacy Hansen and the hiring of Cody Parmley, play director, and Jackie Piva, associate. Trevor Miller also noted that they have four seats open for the school board and only three candidates running. He said the board discussed what the next steps will be if there is not a write-in candidate and if they will need to go through the steps of appointing someone to the board. Jennifer McIntaffer, executive director of the Cass Atlantic Development Corporation, gave a presentation to the Atlantic City Council Wednesday on industrial development progress. McIntaffer said she met with employees of Mala after plans were announced to relocate a large majority of its bearing manufacturing line in Atlantic to other engine component facilities by April 2025. They're offering um, some very good retention bonuses if they'll stay on because they're they're fading out to move to Mexico. So that'll be over the next one to two years that a good majority will be being laid off. There are also uh, severance packages offered to those closer to retirement. Um, so that's also a positive. I think everybody needs to remember though that many, many organizations in Cass County, you know, Atlantic specifically, are hiring. No, um, yes. I, don't, I don't feel like we're gonna lose any population. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like those employees, although they're going through something right now, I feel like there's light at the end of the tunnel. McIntaffer noted that they have a solid prospect with a large manufacturing business looking to expand in Western Iowa more specifically Southwest Iowa, and they love the idea of Cass County being right in the middle of it all. So um, we've had a lot of correspondence back and forth about um, different locations that they could build because we currently don't have a building that could house them. They need about 18,000 square foot. Um, also, along that note, we're looking into partnerships with a local investment group to construct a, a spec building because, as you all know, it's very hard to recruit if you don't have a place to put them. Many, many organizations are looking for an available building that they can move into in a timely fashion. City Councilman Pat McCurdy asked McIntaffer if labor was the biggest hurdle CADCO faces. No, I mean, our unemployment rate is right about 3%, so there, there is a struggle um, with finding good employees. Right. Um, but all the businesses I've talked to, I mean, they're... They're maintaining. I mean, Ziegler's full for the first time in a long time. That's good. Um, so I think my biggest hurdle is finding a place to put a business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And finding property for people to, commercial property, um, that's a struggle. McIntaffer said a local business is looking to expand their footprint in Atlantic. So she found three good parcels of property that would work for them. And two individuals are looking for downtown locations. 
Atlantic Police Chief Devin Hogue told the City Council Wednesday evening that they were selected to receive a $200,000 grant through the U.S. Department of Justice Office of Community-Oriented Policing Services. Hogue said this grant is for law enforcement, mental health, and wellness implementation projects. Essentially, we're going to become the fiscal agent for free mental health training for law enforcement throughout the state. So, Buddy, we're contracting with him and his company, TM Blue Training Conglomerate. Departments, can we can reach out to them. They can say, we would like to host. We'll set up the times. He'll invoice us. We will pay him and he'll go directly there and teach the class. They just basically need to provide the facility to host it and anything else they would want to include. There's going to be funding available to kind of offset some of my needs with facilitating and helping. There's going to be funding available so I can attend some of them as we get off the ground and attend in the future, allowing me to hopefully become one of the facilitators. Um, and then there's also funding to help offset Barb's time that she'll have to use and Chris's time with staying with it. So, In total, there were $9 million awarded through these grants, and there were only 60 recipients throughout the nation. Atlantic Mayor Grace Garrett signed a proclamation proclaiming October 2023 as Disability Employment Awareness Month. Grace Garrett read the proclamation, which in part states, The goal of National Disability Employment Awareness Month is to celebrate Iowans with disabilities and to value their many contributions and talents in our state's workforce. And whereas many public and private entities in Iowa have dedicated their efforts to supporting, training, and assisting those Iowans that bring unique abilities and skills to our labor force, and their continued support is vital to the success of our state. Renee Lynch and Ellen Sokolowski with Iowa Vocational Rehabilitation Service in Atlantic said they help individuals with limitations reach their employment goal. They can have an unseen or a seen disability. They can have a mental illness or they could have an amputated arm, for examples. We provide services as in um, helping them write their resumes, even up to job coaching if they need job coaches in the workforce. So we provide a variety of services. We even help if they want to go back to school, we can pay a portion of that tuition or those fees for schooling. We also go into the high schools and um, provide transition services for those high school students that are joining into the workforce so that they are ready to join the workforce when they're out of school or maybe they're ready to go to college and they just need some extra supports. The Vocational Rehabilitation Service Office is located in the strip mall just east of the Iowa Western Community College campus in Atlantic. And the Atlantic City Council approved a resolution making appointments to the Parks and Recreation Advisory Commission. The commission replaces the now-dissolved Parks and Recreation Board. The appointments, effective January 1st, include Kevin Ferguson, two-year term, Dolly Bergman, two-year term, Shirley Jensen, one-year term, Allie Pekin, one-year term, and Mary Strong, one-year term. More news online at westerniowatoday.com. I'm Eddie Bellings with KSOM and KS95 News.